Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. I detest roller coasters. Call me a wimp, call me a downer, call me a killjoy. This is how I feel. I find them to be frightening and stressful and disorienting. I rarely get up in the morning and think to myself, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's tempt death and call it fun. <laughs> my beloved wife and her family, and now my daughter, love them, and I don't mean to belittle them. The last time I rode a roller coaster, in a vain attempt to impress my then-girlfriend, now-wife, I closed my eyes for the entire ride, I held on for dear life, and I said under my breath the 23rd Psalm over and over and over again. I will never ride one again. I will stand in line with you. I will keep you company. I will hold your purse or your backpack, but I will not ride it with you. And one of the most stressful moments when riding these amusements is that bit just before you crest that first hill. The fun hasn't started yet, but the anticipation is building, and all you can hear is your heart beating and the tick, 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 as the car, as the train moves its way up the hill. And that moment, put the clutch in for the segue, that moment reminds me of this point in our season of Easter. While we are still proclaiming Alleluia, while the grandeur of our resurrection feast is still fresh in our minds, but we know that the party will end soon. Perhaps end isn't the best word, maybe change. The party will change soon. And we, like the disciples, like having Jesus around. He tells a good story. He sticks it to the authorities every now and then. He always seems to have lots of snacks. But we know that he's leaving soon. The ascension, that moment when Jesus left earth and joined his Father in heaven, is only days away. And then what? How will we carry on? And who is this advocate that Jesus keeps talking about? But that is weeks away. And the summit is not yet realized. And so we wait, white-knuckled, and we hear the ticka 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 tick of the mechanism. 
something is coming. And so sensing the apostles' fear and vicariously our fear, Jesus seeks in this morning's gospel to comfort us. Jesus says, I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Do not be afraid. That's easy for you to say, Jesus. You get to go up to heaven while we are stuck here. For fear is a common theme in Scripture. And it's something that plagues so many of us and can give rise to horrible sin. And I believe that one of our greatest fears is the fear of being alone. We are made to be in relationship with each other. And when we are faced with a celebration or a burden or just a regular Tuesday, unless we are the most extreme introvert, we long for another. As a priest, when I pray with someone who has recently been diagnosed with something awful, often their greatest fear isn't the prognosis or the treatment, but facing the ordeal alone. But God reminds us time after time after time again that we are never alone. From the bow in the sky after the great flood to Jesus' very words this morning, we need not be afraid. Christ gives us peace, and he walks with us this day and every day. But when I hear Jesus' words this morning, I hear something else, too. When I read this gospel, I am reminded of the great spiritual wade in the water. Now, I promise I won't sing, but those words are so resonant. Wade in the water. Wade in the water, children. Wade in the water. Gods are going to trouble the water. Trouble. That's the word that reminded me of that song. For Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. But trouble, while it can be synonymous with that fear that we never face alone in Christ, trouble can have other meanings. Trouble can also be a stirring, a moving, a reorienting. In the beginning, the Spirit moved over the waters of creation, and those waters were troubled. As the Hebrews fleed their Egyptian oppressors, Moses held out his hand over the Red Sea, and those waters were troubled. And as Jesus stood in the river Jordan and received the baptism of his cousin John, those waters were troubled. And trouble can cause fear, but it is also the herald of change. And change can be powerful. For this Holy Spirit that we await, this Holy Spirit that Jesus promises to his friends as a balm as they grieve the loss of his physical presence, this advocate who will, as Jesus said, teach us everything and remind us of all that Jesus said to us, that Holy Spirit, that Spirit can be troubling, especially for us Episcopalians who like everything neat and tidy and certainly not tacky. 
We don't know how to conceptualize, let alone commune with the Holy Spirit. God, the Creator, is easy. Beard, throne, created the earth, done. And God in Christ is easy, born of Mary. Miracles, parables, cross, resurrection, been there, bought the t-shirt. But the Spirit, the Spirit is kind of like trying to nail jello to the wall. It never exactly goes as you had planned. But know this, my brothers and sisters, is that know that the Spirit is moving. The Spirit is among us. The Spirit has been in this place for centuries and remains. And the Spirit can be troubling. So what are we meant to do? How do we remain comforted? How do we cope with this wild, wonderful, and troubling spirit? We remain open. We remain in prayer. We set aside time for quiet, for contemplation, for listening. And the Spirit will move us. There the Spirit will inspire us. There the Spirit might trouble us. But there the Spirit will be. On September 12, 1962, President Kennedy spoke at Rice University in Texas. And in that speech, he outlined his motivations and inspirations for the United States space program. He said, we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is the one we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win. Being a Christian isn't easy. I wish it was. We have enough hard things in our lives. Why can't this be easy? And while we are never alone, and our hearts can find comfort in the love of Christ, one of the reasons for our toil is that Holy Spirit. But if we partner with that Spirit instead of fear, if we are open to that Spirit instead of doubt, if we listen for that Spirit instead of being too sure of our own opinions, then, well then who knows? But I do know that the ride will be spectacular. And our companion will be none other than Jesus. And our dreams, our dreams just might be the dreams of God. Amen.